Marvin Silverman's is going to join us in a minute. Longtime writer for Jay Leno in The Tonight Show. Uh, he is an Orthodox Jew in a unique situation, to say the least, for many, many years. And we'll speak with him coming up. Of course, he's going to help us remind everybody that this coming Sunday night, Jay Leno is the featured performer uh, with about an hour of amazing comedy at a night that is dedicated to laughter and music. Friends of United Hatzalah of Israel present 8th Day, Jay Leno and Lipa together this Sunday at the Jazz at Lincoln Center starting at 7.30. It's Broadway and 60th Street in New York City. Information, eveningforisrael.com, eveningforisrael.com, or you could dial 646-833-7108, 646-833-7108. Two minutes before 8 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios, in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. He was uh, one of the main writers at The Tonight Show and for Jay Leno in general from 1991 till 2009. Still writes comedy and is still one of the uh, one, most wonderful people out there. I refer to the one and only Marvin Silbermans, who's with us live via telephone from Los Angeles. Marvin, welcome back to JM in the AM. Oh, hello. I have to... Uh, Hold on, I have to say Shachris. <laughs> you have plenty of time for that. It's, it's five well, in the morning. <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, well, I, I don't know the last... Wow. I was trying to think the last time you were on. I know you, you were you were live and in person with us a million years it ago. Was, it was in the year Gimel. <laughs> year Gimel, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I, I think Rashi and the Rishonim were on, and it was actually Rashi and the Rishonim. Meaning Rashi himself, that, the, re, the real Rashi. Yes, it was that long ago. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, a couple of things. Uh, as I remind everybody that you had this unique situation of being an Orthodox Jew um, working for Jay Leno. And um, as you know, Jay is going to be headlining this Hatzalah Israel, United Hatzalah of Israel event in New York this coming Sunday. You're not going to be in New York Sunday, are you? No, my wife wants me to stay here and take down the sucker. <laughs> you haven't done I that? Can't. You haven't done that yet, huh? Well, I tell her, you know, don't bother me every four months with this tape and the sucker. <laughs> but I got to do it. All right, so get to that over the weekend if you can. A couple of things we discussed over your last couple of appearances here at JMD that I just wanted to review. First of all, <laughs> some of the some of the do you remember this whole discussion about educational institutions that you attended? Um, who 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 wanted nothing to do with you because you were in Hollywood until it was time to honor yeah. somebody at their dinner? <laughs> I like to discuss it, but they pay me not to mention their name. <laughs> that was associated with them. Yeah, I understand. Well, they, they uh, it's true they wouldn't mention me in the newsletters, but anyone who got a job at the post office, they would uh, mention. Well, TV was trait then. Yeah. Well, actually, it's worse now. Yeah, I would think it's worse now. There's a story that I constantly tell uh, at, at these Q and A's, and whenever I have an opportunity to speak about, um, you know, my unique situation in radio, uh, I always tell the story about the woman who called up while you were with me in our studio. I don't know, 20 years ago or so. Uh, you had just started at the Tonight Show. You had been writing for Jay Leno for a while, for a couple of years. You had just started the Tonight Show, and she asked, "How does one become?" You know, because she said her son is a you know a funny kid and has this aspiration to you know to mm -hmm. write jokes. How does one become 
a writer for you know for someone like Jay Leno. I don't know. Do you remember the answer? Because I'll I'll remind you of the answer since I've been quoting you for a couple of decades. You ready? Oh my God! No, I don't. You basically, I'll paraphrase. You basically said uh, you start writing jokes and uh, you know and you and you um, you know target them for a specific comedian. And you write them for free. You send it to them and see if they like them. And then if they really like them and they like the fact that you're, you know, that you're able to provide them to them on a regular basis, they'll start paying you. I think at that time you said it was X number of dollars per fact sheet, you know, of jokes that you're fifty then. What was it? Jay paid fifty. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks per fax, per page of a fax for jokes. No, no, for to joke that he that worked. For any joke that worked. Yeah. Okay. And then you said, uh, you know, keep doing this for a few years. And then go into a room and shut the door and pray that that comic gets a network television show. <laughs> that is, and and it is such an unbelievable example or reflection of how difficult it is to make it and what kind of fate or luck or break you need to make it, whether you're orthodox or not. It is very hard. Ask any Uber driver in L.A. They're all trying to make it, they huh? All, oh, yes. Wow. Uh, there's a lot of luck involved. For every light on Broadway, huh? <laughs> Marvin Silberman is with us. By the way, th- th- another story that keeps coming up because uh, ever since Jay was announced as the, you know, the headliner for the United Hatsala event, and I think we discussed this one on the air. Isn't there a story and I don't you got to tell me how accurate this is. Isn't there a story where you told him you have to be off for Shavuos? A holiday that he had absolutely no knowledge of and never heard of, and, I, and the next morning he sees a bunch of people going to shul, and he says to them, "Is it really a holiday today?" Because Marvin. Oh, that's true. Well, he would do that every Friday when he would drove home. Every Friday he would. Okay, conf- Marvin, take uh, yeah, or let's say uh, it was a yontif. See someone with a yarmulke. He asked him, "Is this a Jewish holiday?" Because he wanted to know if you real if you were serious about taking off. Yes. <laughs> Well, we went to Las Vegas. The show went to Las Vegas for Shavuos. And uh, I said, I can't go. And he said, why not? I said, well, it's Shavuos. Well, what's that? Well, when the Jews were in the desert, you know, we, we celebrate that the Jews were there. And they, he said, well, this is perfect. You'll be in the desert <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> he didn't win you over, huh? No. <laughs> And With Jews in Las Vegas. What I mean, what type of encounters did you have at work itself? You're sitting around the writers' table, eating different food than everybody else, I would assume. And especially, well, especially the beginning when I, you know, when I guess the transition was somewhat, I don't know, was it awkward or was it a transition that required, you know, some patience on their part? What happened toward the beginning of this run when you get to the Tonight Show out there in LA? Well, if not, you know, there are Jews in show business. Right. Good point. And in comedy. And, and the Gaim were Irish and Italian Catholics, and they knew about Jews, and they would ask me about Yiddish question, uh, questions about Yiddish because they heard uh, Buddy Hackett say it or uh, Don Rickles. But I'll tell you something seriously. They were making fun of me on a Friday very early. They were talking about they were going to go to a nightclub or dancing, and they said, well, Marvin, you will be in synagogue. So think of us. And then... After that was over, Jay said to me, I'll bet in your shul, you're the wild man. <laughs> Which is so insightful. Like, I'm the crazy guy in the shul, right. and I'm a, I'm a nerd. <laughs> right. It was, he, 
he understood. What did he think he of? Says, say it again. He says shul. He says daven. He grew up with the uh, Jewish friends in Massachusetts, and then when he got to show business, his friends were Jerry Seinfeld and Paul Reiser, and uh, of course, mostly Jews. All right, all these show guys. business. Marvin Silberman is with us. Uh, his old boss, Jay Leno, headlines this coming Sunday night. So where did he get this uh, love of Israel? Where did he get this um, connection to the Holy Land? He just, I asked him. He says, I don't know why everyone isn't for Israel. It's so obvious. He doesn't, he, he, uh, he just says, well, it's, well, aren't, well, who wouldn't be for Israel? That's what he says. So for him, it's a no-brainer. That's right. Maybe it has something to do with the origins of comedy being uh, Jewish. Ronnie Dangerfield, whose name was Jacob Cohn. Everyone he admires. Jack Benny, he really admired Jack Benny. All Jews. Yeah, the Jews are okay. We don't cause trouble. No, not at all. And but he hated playing the Concord. He, he said that? at the Concord. Yeah. Uh, every year, and he said, you know, the problem is, those people don't pay for the show. So they, I'm performing, and they wander through the door in the back, and they take a look, they stand there, and decide whether to stay and watch, <laughs> and they're not really listening. <laughs> they did an imitation of them, uh, like air flossing. They stand there, <laughs> and they're pulling the Gedempa Flanken through their teeth. <laughs> they don't have a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> that's insightful. That is insightful. Yeah. I never thought of that. But you know, and the only they... people go to the show are the people who sneak into the hotel. Right. They're the ones who really want to see it. <laughs> anybody, anybody who's eligible to see it has no interest. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Or it's never good enough. Uh, speaking to Marvin Silbermans. So, uh, how many times... Did, I, I mean, how many times? I can't imagine you would know an exact number. But, but many times, your... Judaism worked its way into actual routines on the Tonight Show, right? I mean, the one I remember most—the oh. one I remember most notably. Do you know what I'm going to say? Uh, the one I remember most notably. I was on an airplane. Yes, the one I remember oh. most. <laughs> what, what did they call the airline? What was the name of the airline? Do you remember? Like, wasn't the fly, fly by night airline? No, the reason I asked, oh, I thought it had to do with the fact because what they did was they served. <laughs> Go ahead, tell the story. I don't want to mess it up. Crashlandia Airlines. What was it called? Crashlandia. Crashlandia Airline. Uh, there was a movie called Alive. It was about these passengers who crashed, a soccer team, and they had to resort to cannibalism. Right. So we did a sketch <laughs> on an airplane, and they got me and John Max, who's Jewish, <laughs> and I gave my yarmulke, and we sat there, and... Okay, the bit was that the stewardess, oh, excuse me, that's how old it is. The flight attendant. The flight attendant told us what to do in case of a crash, and it was all <laughs> related to cannibalism. So if, if the plane crashes, a bottle of anyone's steak sauce will fall down. Right. And then they said, oh, uh, for a kosher meal in aisle three... <laughs> And, and, we stood up with our and you, I'll never forget that moment. You stood, ah. you stood up wearing a yarmulke, and that was. And you know, they they had a section of an airplane they brought in just to do that yeah. skit. 
they, they have airplanes. And then Jay, whenever we did an airplane sketch, Jay would go over to people and say, you know, this plane crashed. They used planes that crashed. Wow. Someone died in that thing. <laughs> would do that. Oh, gosh. That's eerie. Uh, how many, did, did it happen very often, uh, aside from that? Uh, you know, incorporating, uh. Well, here's one. I played Hillary's rabbi. And I, I stood ready if she needed a rabbi. This is when she was running for the Senate. And I was at a glass case, and it said, in case of emergency, break glass, in case you have to be Jewish. Ah, for New York. <laughs> and I, I held a stone chumash. <laughs> and, and I shocked. And the guy who was directing me was Italian. He said, Marvin, do this. And then he shuckled. He didn't know the word for it. But so I shuckled. And, uh, and they would always give me a clean talus. I wanted to switch it for my talus because they had a, a clean talus, which you don't see. <laughs> you wanted it to and be authentic. They gave me a Becca They gave me a a, uh, a coat, and the gartel was uh, the middle was sewn to the back, so you couldn't put it on like a gartel. You do that from the front, right? You start with a hem from front, right? So, uh, and you... then I would bring in my own things, my kiddish cup. You know, once I played a ventriloquist, you didn't see this. It was Friday night. I I, I played a ventriloquist. With a Hasidic dummy, which they gave to me, and I drank from a, a kiddish cup of wine while he sang. That was for Ed McMahon. <laughs> that is cool. And uh, my mother wouldn't watch that because it was recorded on a Friday night. Wow. Any of these thi- was, was, any of these things on YouTube or preserved somewhere for us to go back to? Well, my son put them on Google. I have to tell you. He, uh, if you put NBC or Tonight Show, uh, NBC is very protective, and they take their, uh, they take everything they they own off. So you have to put it on and not call it NBC. So like comics are on left comic standing, they can't put their, they have to disguise it somehow. I know my sons are the programmers. They're, they're all in New Jersey, by the way. My son. Interesting. What's the difference between they had enough of Hollywood? What's the difference between uh, growing up here and growing up in uh, in Hollywood? Well, they've done both, but really the pizza's better in New York. Oh yeah, we got it, we got it right over here. The kosher pizza's right. I think it's the uh, the water which has those sea monkeys that. Uh, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the but the weather's better in L.A., right? Well, is it forty two? No, here it's twenty eight. Oh. I can't hear you. My air conditioner's on high. Yeah, exactly. Let me turn it down. Trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about it. How about your own career? Because you, you, I, I mentioned earlier in the show that you invented the kiddish fork, right? The folding, the fold-out fork that right. that is about three feet long and can and can hover over a crowd to get to something at the kiddish table. <laughs> and I, I mentioned that you invented the rearview mirror for your sitter, so when you take three steps That's back, you know what's behind you, right? That's right. Has, and you've done that routine and, at the Chabad Telethon and a million other places. Are you, are you still doing some of those visual things? Oh, yes, I am. I do. Uh, I know what I can, It's visual. I don't know if I could do it on radio. Well, give me one prop. Give me one prop that's you know, recent that we may not have. Is like, it's like a TV that's busted. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it doesn't get a picture. <laughs> but like my mother says, I don't get, she lives in Washington Heights. Channel 2, I don't get, she would say. 
11 is good, constant good, but there's nothing I want to watch on it. <laughs> remember those? <laughs> yes, I remember those days. <laughs> so uh, my mother's 93, and she's in the Heights. Wow. There you go. Uh, she goes to shul. So uh, uh, I used to have Made in Israel labels, so... If you go to Israel and come home, forgot to buy your souvenirs for everyone. Nice. Buy anything. Very good. To get on, maybe. <laughs> Very good. You go to Dollar Tree. Oh, what do we have? Sixty-nine cent store. Oh, oh, it went up. Perfect. Um, did you you wrote the material for Jay when he went to Israel? All the Israel-related, you know. Yeah, and his favorite joke, or the biggest laugh, was uh, Israeli is the purest democracy because. Every Israeli has his own political party. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I when I was writing for him, he called me in. What's the joke? Uh, uh, Lubavitch was uh, taking faxes that they were used as Kritluch, right. and they would put them in the wall. So you'd fax from New York when the right. fax started. Right. So Jay said, uh, now I have two jokes that people gave me. One is, there's a new service called Wall Waiting. Ah, very good. Right. And there's a new service called Call Waiting. Mm -hmm. So first of all, is it offensive? I said, no. He said, well, which is funnier? <laughs> <laughs> so I said Call Waiting, but it didn't get a laugh. I think Wall Waiting would have been better. <laughs> wall, wait <laughs> wall Waiting. <laughs> then he did a joke about, uh, was it Begin and Arafat? I, they had dinner. Is that so? He said. Uh, I think the waiter was confused. He says, he said to them, "Who gets the bacon and eggs?" Right. But actually, Arafat wouldn't have the bacon and eggs because ostensibly he was. Uh, that's right. I know the audience laughed for the wrong reason. <laughs> that's what the audience thought that it wasn't even a true story. <laughs> it couldn't have been true. I like that. Um, what else do I want to ask you? The, uh, <laughs> the, and, and, and he goes to Israel and he's a big hit there, right? He's a big hit. He loves it. They take him around. And do you think that this Sunday night he'll incorporate a lot of the Israel stuff? Like, does he real, would, would he realize, I don't know when the last time is you spoke to him or if you even spoke to him about Sunday night show, but, but does he realize that this is a very, you know, this is a crowd that travels to Israel a lot and, and, and would appreciate those jokes? Oh God, I don't know. And, and a lot of it's about uh, TV. So, what do you mean? A lot of it? Don't watch TV. Oh, well, I don't know about that. A lot of that. routines about commercials and. Yeah, but I think I think that'll work. I think that'll. But work. it's a perfectly clean act. Right. I saw him uh, about six months ago at the. He does this comedy club every Sunday night, and I bought rap. Brought Rabbi Hirsch and his wife. Rabbi Hirsch is 80 years old. <laughs> and Jay sees him. He sees me. He sees the rabbi and he goes, and his wife, and he goes, oh my God, the kids have grown. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. He's funny that every minute. <laughs> so, uh, and and uh, the rabbi was impressed that uh, it's, so, it's so clean. Uh, let me explain that. Seinfeld and Letterman... Paul Reiser, they decided to be clean. Right. And it's a definite, uh, it's a commitment not to say a four-letter word or talk about any subject that's offensive, which is surprising if you go to comedy clubs. It gets filthy. Right. 
So they're the most successful. And look how they kept their act. Yes. It's funny. The funny thing is, he didn't grow up in a religious home. His parents are Scottish. His mother came from Scotland. His father's Italian from the east side. They never were religious. I mean, his mother was sent here because the family couldn't afford to keep her in Scotland. Hmm. They were poor. So they're like Friday evening. They came to the new country. So he came but they were very conservative. They didn't. Uh, they didn't curse and. They... So he can relate to a lot of things in our community. No question about it. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. All right, Marvin. I thank you so much. Um, Boy, it's been so long. It has been a long time. We got together, you know. The stone chumash was actually stone. <laughs> that's how long it's been. Huh? That's, that's how long. Ago. That's how long it's been since we've been together. The stone chumash was it was it's a stone. <laughs> Yeah. And Abram Freed had a five o'clock shadow. That's how long ago it was. Uh, well, next time I'm in L.A., I'll try to look you up. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, you know. Come on over. You got a, you got a bathing suit? <laughs> you have a pool? Yeah, I'll blow it up and uh, <laughs> we'll go swimming. That's a Johnny Carson joke. That was a Carson joke? Yeah. Wow. They still talk about him That's out like there. I got huh? a lot of money in the bank, but I, I'd hate to break that porcelain pig and open it. All right. Same joke. Yeah. Same type of joke. Right. Same type of joke. I got it. Marvin, thank you. Carson, the out of Ebbet. Oh, okay. It was a pleasure talking to you. Great speaking to you, sir. Continued okay. success. There he is, Marvin Silbermans, an Orthodox Jew who made it in Hollywood. Writer for tonight's show with Jay Leno. And no doubt, if uh, you might hear a Marvin joke uh, this coming Sunday night, you never know. Especially if Jay digs out some of those, uh, or digs up some of those Israel references from his most recent trip. Friends of United Hatzalah presents Laughter and Music, an evening for Israel with Jay Leno in a full one-hour performance, Eighth Day and Lipa, this coming Sunday night at the Jazz at Lincoln Center in New York City. EveningForIsrael.com, EveningForIsrael.com, or 646-833-7108, 646-833-7108. My thanks to Marvin Silberman. This is JM in the AM.